1: Welcome into the Goat. That's the Diana Tarazi studio here at PHNX. It's the PHNX Suns post-game show, and the Goat tonight was one Devin Armani. Booker, big comeback for your sons as they win 118-114. We're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Espo. He's Saul. And that was one hell of a freaking game, Bookman. You know
2: it was one hell of a game when broadcaster Espo shows up. Hey,
1: how about some excitement, Bookman? Come on. That was awesome. That was one of the most amazing single performances we have seen from a Phoenix Sun. This was not a Suns comeback. This was a Devin Booker comeback tonight.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> you don't have to yell at me about it. I'm going to join your enthusiasm as soon as you just ratchet it down for a second. Listen, Devin Booker was awesome. He was absolutely awesome. And if it weren't for eight, we talked about Mikhail, I, I have no faith that CP3 can match, can, can, can step up to the level offensively anymore. I just, I just don't. So it, it had to be Mikhail to step up and offset uh, Devin Booker. Uh, Dev, I forgot about the fact that Devin Booker could just double up, and so instead of him getting thirty and maybe Mikhail getting twenty, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it myself." Starting in the third quarter, and he just dominated. Hey, listen, I for a long period of time, I was like, you know, I I wasn't one of those detractors that said Devin Booker does only does this against bad teams, or he's he's an empty uh, stat stuffer, um, but you know, I wanted to see him on a good team. He's been one of the best guards in the league for the last four or five years. And this season, I know he's had a rough stretch of the last two weeks, but this season I was, I, I've always said I wanted to see him do what Steph does. I want to see him do what, what Clay has done from time to time, where they have like those tremendously big quarters where nobody in the world could stop him. Devin Booker did that tonight. He had one of those games where it didn't matter. Michael Jordan could have been on that court tonight, and it would not have mattered because he was in the zone about midway through the third quarter. You could see it in his eyes. You're like, oh, if the Pels fuck around, they're going to lose this game because Devin Booker is on one, and sure as shit. That's what happened.
1: That hoop was as big as the Pacific Ocean tonight for Devin mm-hmm. Booker. The only thing that stopped him was his own team in the fourth, not getting no. him the ball enough. But we'll get to that. I'm not going to pussyfoot around. We're naming Devin Booker your draft king, king of the game, right off the top, 58 points. I believe it was five rebounds, five assists. He should have had 60. And I wish that final three went in because it would have been such poetic justice after the Zion dunk for Devin to hit a three to put him at at 60 points. But, hell, that was a fun game to watch. Devin with his uh, fifth game of 40 or more points this season, uh, it was spectacular what he was able to do. 19 in the third quarter alone, which
2: was huge. From the outside, uh, he, he hit the threes, he hit the middies, he took it to the the only weakness of Booker's game tonight shockingly it was his free throw
1: shooting. If he hit his free throws, he'd have been well over 60. Yeah, he went 10 of 15 from the free throw line so he left 5 points on there. He could you, have had 63 you, easy. I
2: it would be hard pressed for you to go back in the archives of Devin any Devin Booker game since probably high school to see him miss 5 free throws in a game.
1: Yeah, you you know what's hilarious to me? 6 three-pointers again. He got stuck at 6. He was 6 of 12. He has never hit 7 in a regular season game. 6 is where he tops out at, which was uh, uh which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to get 7 today.
2: Yeah, I thought he was too. And you're right. If he would have hit that last 3, that would have been kind of poetic justice.
1: <laughs> and so that's why he is our draft king, king of the game. There was nobody else that could have been. Uh, but if you're looking to put some uh, shekels down on uh, on some NFL games tomorrow, some future NBA games— I, DraftKings is the place to do it. It's the best sports book in America. All you have to do is download that app, put in that promo code PHNX, and then you bet $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win. If they do, you're getting $150 in free bets. It's that easy. That's right. Use that promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, and I know that uh anybody that was betting the Suns money line tonight early on probably felt a little bit of clenching because they had DraftKings had him as a minus 3 uh, a favorite in this game and they were down 24 uh in early on in this game so uh, <laughs> you know, you know people that were on that DraftKings sportsbook app were having a little bit of, of concern early on oh game. no I, I most of the, listen
2: Nobody thought the Suns were going to win at halftime. No. Nobody. Absolutely zero. You just go through the Twitter mentions and you could see that. I, being one of them, I was like, well, this is a shitty game. And then Armani took over. And that's, listen, Armani mode is just a different kind of mode, people. And I think we've seen that about four or five times this year so far. Uh, There's probably more to come, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, He was phenomenal. And listen, Devin Booker is the leader of this franchise, Um, And I am 1000% confident in saying, and he will be until the day he retires. He is going, he is the greatest Phoenix sun of all time. I don't give a shit about MVPs. I don't give a shit about championships. He's already done enough in my eyes to be the greatest Phoenix sun of all time. He's just a different dude, man. He's just, we've never had, we've had seasons or a couple seasons of, you know, like Steve Nash was never really an alpha um, but he was a great, great player, and he had two back-to-back fucking MVP seasons, which was awesome. Charles was like the first, like, alpha-alpha, like, get the fuck out of the way, give me the ball kind of dude, um, and he had that for about one or two seasons, and then he kind of went about his way. Devin Booker's been this dude since he came into the league. It took him a little bit to get going, and once he got going, I it's just, it's beautiful to watch. I've said that a million times before. When Devin Booker is in his mode, It is some of the best basketball you could watch because he does it at every single
1: level. Yeah, we've been hammering that Armani mode for years when we talk Mm -hmm. about this. And this year it has been another level, right? Uh, Oh, hey, look, our friend uh, Phoenix stopped by today. He said, how'd that glorified bookmark Clippy get on here before me? I I think Phoenix is a little pissed off. But uh, look, uh, Devin is on on another level. (laughs) he's just showing up. Okay. I, I guess we're now going to just have Phoenix stop by, but Devin went to another level and you brought up him being the greatest son of all time. And I'm hundred percent there with you. I took a lot of shit on Twitter for saying this, but you go look at it. Devin Booker has two more 50 point games this season than Charles Barkley had in his entire career. Not just the four years he spent in Phoenix, his entire career. He has more 40 point games as a son than devin booker had or than charles barkley had devin has 5 this year 40 or more points barkley only had 3 in his 4 years here he has more 40 point plus games than Char- charles barkley steve nash and walter davis combined I, I, this year like it's crazy. This, he is the greatest phoenix son of all time when it comes to skills, what he's able to do on the offensive end, how he's able to lift this team. Now, you can argue argue all-star games. You can argue playoff uh, wins or whatever you want uh, and MVPs, but you got to keep in mind how young he is, where he is, and the number of opportunities he's had uh, with this team. Devin Booker will far surpass all that if he stays healthy, and I think he is— Pretty solid in my books. Already the best Phoenix sun ever.
2: Yeah, a million percent. You know, and, and I do want to address one other thing. You know, there was there. You know, there's some people in the chat that talking about the minutes he played, or you know, the the concern about he might pull his hammy and stuff like that. As a general rule of thumb in Baz- it's like almost like the unwritten rules of baseball, right? As a general rule of thumb, it just like they say in The Hangover, you never pull somebody that's on an all time heater. Okay. The rules don't apply to when you're in the zone, Hammy. Be damned or not. Like, fuck that. Because what you're doing is is you're taking, uh, you know, you're you're taking somebody's skill, somebody's gift that they are allowing us all to see away. Why would you do that? Why why would you be like that? Don't do that. Don't take him away from the well, game. He was amazing tonight, and you just gotta enjoy how amazing he was. Do not talk about the hamstring. Don't talk about the minutes he played because it's all irrelevant. He's healthy right now. He played a phenomenal game. Just enjoy
1: the moments. He only played 42 minutes in this game. That's not that much. Like, that's not ridiculous. Six shy of the full game. It's not, but it's not (laughs) ridiculous. Like, it's not, uh, he didn't play all 48. And if, if he had, I wouldn't say shit either because he scored 58. The Suns had 118 total. He almost scored half their points. You had to keep him out there, especially when you were mounting that 24-point comeback. They brought him back in after a minute and 6 seconds of uh, in the in the fourth quarter. They didn't want to give him any rest because they couldn't afford to give him any rest they needed him out there they needed every single one of those points to get this victory and you know i i'm amazed at what he was able to do i mean they they had an epically bad second quarter and midway through the first through the second quarter epically bad one of the worst i have ever seen i i think they got outscored let me pull up the exact uh, what they got outscored here. They were outscored fifty-two to twenty-eight from the mid-first to halftime. Yeah. I mean that's terrible. Yeah, they were down twenty-four at that point, and everybody and their mother were ready to write this off. There were people, I guarantee, that left that arena, turned this game off, and said, "Well, uh, the the freaking Pelicans just have the Suns' number."
2: I mean. They... <laughs> I, I don't blame them. Listen, if it weren't for an all-God performance by Devin Booker, we'd be sitting here talking about a loss. Because the, the Suns were terrible tonight. They were awful. They were absolutely awful until the second half. And then it was like Booker gave them that juice and everybody started to, to, to raise their level of play, um, which was great. I mean, at one point, Devin Booker had more than half of the Suns' points almost damn near at the end of the third quarter. Like, that's unacceptable. I don't care how hot he is. You can't have somebody have forty three points and the rest of the team have forty two. What are we doing here? Like, listen, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take away from the glory that was Devin Booker tonight. Um, but I will say, like, yeah, I get it, I get it. Listen, you want your team to play hard, you want them to play with effort, and they were getting housed left and right, breakdowns on defense, and a bunch of other shit. But David, we'll, Devin Booker saved him.
1: We'll get into the bench. But in that third quarter alone, Devin Booker played all 12 minutes, shot 8 of 12 from the field, three, 2 of 3 from a three-point line, and had 20 points, 20 of their 38. He almost outscored the Pelicans. The Pelicans had 26 in the quarter. That was the turning point that got this team back in the game, stopped the bleeding, and put them within striking distance. And I think that was one of his finest performances in a quarter ever. I know he scored more before. He's gone off hotter, but given the the moment, the team you're playing, what they had done to you a week before, like going out there and just owning that quarter.
2: I, I I think the only other performance for myself for myself um, that I can compare to this game was Western Conference Finals game 1 where he had a triple double. Yes. Um, that was an elite performance, but in my estimation tonight because we've seen him score big points before and in a lot of those games the Suns are up they're 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 they're, they're in control of the game, right? Mm-hmm. This one was different. This one, they had no control of the game. Devin Booker had to wrestle control of the game basically by himself and will this team to victory. This is one of the few times where I felt like Devin Booker went to another level tonight, like Kobe, like Mm -hmm. MJ, like the greats and was like and found it and was able to pull and rally his team by himself. Um, You know, and it's and it's. Again, that's just growth. That's growth, and and that's something you want to see uh, from your superstar and your leader and your, and basically your captain. You know, like I I was I was sitting there kind of bitching a little bit uh, on Twitter because Chris Paul has been that guy for his team so many times, and at the end of this game, um, Chris Paul thought he was still that dude and tried to get like the big buckets right instead of deferring to Devin Booker. Um, which I did not like. Now, luckily, Chris Paul hit a couple shots down the stretch, so it didn't really matter, and it was good. and It helped the team. But um, I I really felt like tonight was a passing of the torch officially. Like, there is no way CP3 should be taking last-second shots unless he's fucking bloody wide open. Uh, yeah. Because Devin Booker is that guy. You defer to him. This is his team. Don't you dare, CP3. No
1: more. Yeah, but look, he didn't have a bad fourth. He went two of four, had two three pointers, had seven points, three assists. Chris Paul was was enough to help them close it out. But y- you and I were both screaming, "Just get Devin Booker the damn ball!" Yeah, I don't give a shit about his
2: stats. On to be I, honest I mean, with you, I, I I want I want I wanted Devin Booker to be touching the ball a lot more. That's it. Like, like CP three had no right to even shoot those shots because it should have been Devin Booker.
1: I agree, but the, I mean, and there were a few times where he kind of ignored Book and went for it. The one time, were frustrating. The, the one time
2: when he caught the ball after Devin Booker got the ball out of his hands, I think he went to Okogie, then it swung to Chris Paul. The double team both left him. He was wide open on the left side, and CP3 decided to take a step back three pointer and miss. And I was like, what the fuck are we even doing right now?
1: Yeah. Guy, wake up. You are not that guy anymore. His, Pass the ball to the to the guy that is the man. His two threes did help them uh, seal this deal, though. So, but I agree, Devin deserved the ball more, and I didn't think they ran enough picks for him to try to get him out of the double team in the fourth there. But uh, they, they played a hell of a game. I mean, there, Devin Booker. I I wish we could talk about something other than Devin Booker that was a positive tonight, but really, it was book. Book did everything tonight that this team needed. And I know you want to pump the brakes, but this is what an MVP is made of. And I get that he had some rough games when he was hurt, you know, and and that kind of quieted that. But this is the kind of performance that you look at and you go, this is what an MVP is made of.
2: This is true. But the unfortunate part is that this is not a national television no. And the other two games were. And the other yeah. two games they got absolutely obliterated. and the other two games, he did not show up. So that hurts his case, right? But obviously, in the totality of a season, when we get to the end of the season and we look at how many points Booker averaged, which I think I'm pretty confident in saying that he's going to exceed his his career high in terms of average points in a season. Um, we'll look at this and 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 look at a game like this and say, this should this should contribute to the cause. I still think he's not he's not in the top three right now.
1: No, not but, right now.
2: But he is, again, These there's ebbs and flows to this season. The Celtics will drop off a little bit at some point. Jason Tatum will drop off at some point. But then he'll pick his play back up, just like Booker dropped off a little bit. He'll pick his play back up. So it's just the last man standing at the end of the season who's playing really, really well at the end of the year. And Devin well, Booker's... He had when he has nights like this. It's hard to doubt whether or not he's an MVP candidate because he is.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and if he rolls rattles off a handful of games like we saw that stretch earlier, where he went fifty-one and then two forty per point point performances, (laughs) easy enough for me to say uh, we could be having that conversation again. And big Christmas Day matchup with with Jokic uh, to do something in terms of uh, of national TV audience. Booker looked extremely comfortable out there tonight. I mean, there is no doubt in that. And you know what makes me feel comfortable?
2: Four Peaks, because no, Four Peaks is fantastic. Wrong. In the holiday cheer box. We'll come for you. No, wrong on sponsor. A, but but more Four furniture. Peaks was they're right not, after DraftKings, no, king not. of the game. No, it's not.
1: That yes, was, it is. That was last show. There's no, we're on a more it's, furniture it's, read tonight. <laughs> I literally looked at it. You, well, you were looking at the wrong thing then, buddy, because it's a more furniture read. Pull it up and send receipts. I got it. Uh, Oh, hey, you know what? I'm wrong. You're right. Oh. More furniture is what I'm going to, though, because I'm in charge and you can sit there and shut it up. It hasn't changed all week. It
2: literally <laughs> more, has not changed. More all furniture week. Uh,
1: is what <laughs> I'm going to talk about. <laughs> these That's chairs you, from More Furniture, extremely comfortable. And Devin Booker looked just as comfortable as uh, as we do on these chairs uh, tonight uh, talk about awkwardness it's just fun <laughs> Lindsay, come back already i don't like being in this uh, i tried spot. to save you and no, you just kept going any order you don't have to go in the order uh more furniture uh, is is what you want for your home comfortable furniture you, you can visit them at morefurniture.com they got their holiday clearance event happening right now and you can save up to 50 percent off on uh on furniture so
2: Chris, that was me with the facts, not Emma. Don't give her credit. Emma that always me. has facts.
0: Um, yeah, and my fact for today is yes, it does matter the
1: fucking order of no, that it does agree. not. matter. There you matter. go. Get
2: on his as ass. You producer. can go in
1: any order according to Max, as long you as wanna no, bet. Don't. you want to bet. You want to That's not the case. You yes, there's lies. only two that we can't go Absolute back to back. Lies. Oh, you call, I'll call Max on the show. We can have this. Article. You know what? You know what the chat wants right now. This is the chat wants to talk about a Kogi.
2: Yeah. We'll also we'll, cycle blue. one we'll want to we'll talk about it. something else too. But,
1: we'll yeah. we'll get to a Kogi. Also uh, our friends at four peaks. Would you like to talk about them as well? Oh, sure. So, sure. Now that we're in the rotation, let's talk four about Four Peaks. how dare my guy Espo
2: just like, completely ignore you. I got you though. We're right here with the holiday cheer box right in front of us. It's fantastic. It's very yummy. Can't... Different beers from, from, I mean, basically their whole collection can that they have. Can we open Yes, 17? we can. You can open All it because right, I'm sitting here talking. All right, you talk. Um, so, yeah, listen, Four Peaks has got this holiday cheer box. Uh, they're just about to run out. So you got to get it tomorrow or Monday, and I think that's about it. So, plus, uh, yeah, a little Redbird Logger. Hopefully the Cardinals will uh, do something tomorrow. But, uh, listen, you got to be 21 and over. Our friends at Four Peaks are the sponsor of our – PHNX next tea party as well uh they are uh it's a phenomenal event so come check us out check out the show links they'll be all up on our chat um but it's a great golf time out there at the dobson ranch so come join us four peaks will be there they'll be giving out samples they'll be giving out beer uh you can come out get yourself a, a single or a foursome whatever you want to do come on out join us and watch the timberwolves versus the suns on the 13th it's gonna and, be a good time
1: and one of the best parts of this is if you're a diehard member you can save on that, and becoming a diehard member is easy. Just go over to gophnx.com, sign up today. You're gonna to get a free shirt or hat every year when uh, when you sign up. You're gonna get a membership card, which they're sick, they're amazing. You get always have discounts on our merch. You're gonna have diehard only merchandise as well. Head over to gophnx.com and get your hands on some of that. Let's talk about the rest of the team tonight uh you know we we bagged a little bit on chris paul but overall pretty good game from paul tonight he finished with 18 points five uh eight assists and five rebounds uh played pretty well uh, shot efficiently from three as well he was five of seven from downtown so 71 percent from long distance uh, pretty good game from from chris paul but other than that it was devin booker versus the world uh, for for a lot of this game. I was having flashbacks to some of those early Devin Booker years because literally he had to do it all, and with uh, and it was inconsistency again. I mean, let's just talk about Mikael Bridges. I, I, I love my man Mikael, but uh, I, I want <laughs> to see back-to-back good offensive games from him.
2: I don't want to talk about either one of them. I want to talk about Josh Akogi because Josh Akogi was – the other reason why the Suns won this game in the fourth quarter. If not for him, they might not have won this game either because his offensive rebounding was spectacular. He was a difference maker.
1: His heart, his hustle, yes. I mean, he had five uh, of his six rebounds were offensive rebounds. Not great offensively from... Akogi Kogi uh, had seven points, all from from the free throw line tonight. But yes, his heart, his hustle, his effort, and what he did on the board—the
2: defense, uh, the rebounding, so the energy—like again, uh, like we could sit there and look at stats all day long. But sometimes the intangibles win you games, and that's exactly what Josh Akogi did tonight. He did so many small things all over the court to just be a pest and throw the the Pelicans off their rhythm on the defensive end, and then on the offensive side. Um, the offensive rebounding, the en- effort, the energy—like again, like this team needs that so, so, so much. Um, yeah, and it's nice when guys like Chris Paul can drop 15 for sure. Like they need that as well. But um, but Chris Paul's energy out there is not a difference maker, in a, as opposed to like a Josh Akogi.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on you here. Chris Paul had more of an impact uh, in this game than Josh kogi did. Oh, you're high and out of your mind. Eighteen points, eight eight assists, five rebounds. Lot- Joshua Kogi's hustle and defense was great, but Chris Paul had more of an impact on tonight's game. In the fourth quarter. Yeah, he had seven points. Two he which was wide open because pointers. of Devin Booker. It doesn't matter. It he does. made them. He
2: also chucked up two threes that had no business going up. He made them. Josh Akogi got offensive rebounds to provide those opportunities no, too. No,
1: Josh Akogi great. Oh he had five gosh. offensive rebounds. I, I applaud him. It was heart and hustle. But you cannot, you're just shitting on Chris Paul to I'm shit on him I'm not sitting on Chris point. Paul to, to shit on him. Chris Paul is mid right now. He is. He shot six of 11, shot 71% from three, had 18 points, eight assists, and five rebounds. Also, That's not mid. Tell me
2: tell me one impact play that he made that you can the
1: remember right off the top three of your pointers head. Two
2: three-pointers in the fourth, right wide open because everybody's triple-teaming. It doesn't fucking matter. Nobody it else does. was hitting him. It does. He also talked about the 2 No, the game was on the Actually, line for no reason. he, he went two of oh three God, dude.
1: in the fourth from three-point land. Okay. You're shitting on Chris Paul to no, shit on him. because Chris I- Paul's been mid all
2: year. Like, I'm not letting him off the hook. He's got played at a much higher level. Josh Okogi's
1: energy infected the whole team. I I agree. Josh Okogi played great in terms of heart and hustle. If Josh is not playing, do they win this game? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes.
2: I I don't agree with that at all.
1: They didn't stop anybody defensively. They give up fifty-seven combined to Zion and McCollum. Just think of how many so, they would have given
2: up if okay. Josh Okogie was
1: unplaying. Okay, I'm not. I'm sorry. Okogie played well. Chris Paul had more of an impact.
2: If 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 Devin Booker doesn't drop fifty-eight, you don't even notice Chris Paul's out there,
1: right? I don't think that's the case. You know that it's a
2: million percent the case. They were trash in the first half. Where was Chris Paul helping out Devin Booker in that moment? He's he's the number two right Chris Paul wasn't doing shit.
1: Let's look at the first half for Chris Paul. When they were down by 24, where was Chris Paul there? Where was the anybody? When they were down 24, they all sucked. Josh Akogi still gave you a lot of energy in the second half. Josh Akogi. No matter in the, what. Josh Akogi in the first half, when they went down 24, had zero points. It doesn't uh, matter how uh, many and points you He's uh, not and a scorer. Two rebounds. He's not a scorer. And two rebounds, okay? Like, don't. I, I get it. Everybody. I said in that Josh Okoge
2: was a difference maker in the fourth quarter. Outside of Devin Booker, he was the primary other difference maker. That's not wrong.
1: Chris Paul in the fourth quarter had two three pointers, seven points, three assists. I, I, uh, good I for just, him. Uh, Kogi, seven points in the fourth okay, quarter. Cool. Without those seven points, they lose this game. Is the point. Somebody All else right. might have scored.
2: I, I mean, Jesus Christ. Nobody else Josh was Josh was the
1: only one that provided a lot of
2: energy, they, despite the fact that they were down or up, didn't matter. He always provides that
1: energy. He's the only I one agree. that's been coming with it for the last three weeks. Look, I agree that Josh Kogey has shown heart hustle and been great rebounding. So me saying I that just, he was
2: awesome in the fourth quarter doesn't mean Chris Paul is is, is, is like the savior
1: because he had no, seven points said, in the fourth no, Seven said, points. You said Chris Paul wasn't very good in this game. I didn't think he was very good. great. You can be wrong. You're welcome to do that. All right. Like, I put a poll in the chat. We have 58 votes. I said, who made more of an impact, CP3 or Josh Kogi? Josh Kogi is 74% and CP3 is 26%. 74% of the chat can be fucking wrong tonight. I'm Mm. fine with that. Uh, Kogi was great. And CP3 helped, too. I mean, that CP3 went out there, and without him, they do not win tonight. Okay. I, Look, I mean, what quote, the fuck
2: else do you want me I to mean, say? I didn't think Chris about. Paul was a difference maker tonight. I thought he hit some open threes because he finally got open because Devin Booker was getting triple teamed for goddamn near sake. And... He finally hit some threes that were wide open. In the first half, he was almost non existent. I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, it's not, it's not, I'm not a CP3 hater because I think CP3 was, I didn't even feel like he had an impact out there. He hit some shots. Cool. Awesome. He had
1: the second most points on the team. He had the 15. most assists on the or team, with 18, eighteen. Eighteen. My bad. The most and on the team. primary score had damn near from sixty. Three. Had damn near five sixty. We're acting three. like CP3 had 30. Five percent. He had eighteen eight, points. Five of seven from three. Seventy-one oh percent from deep. Chris Paul is mid, absolute mid right now. That's fine. I, you, I look, I and I'm not. That's not slandering Josh Okogie. I think. Heart and hustle is important on this team, and they need him. He's a motor for this group that definitely keeps them up and and going. He has been for the last week. I think he's much surpassed uh, Shamit at this point. He's in the rotation now for good, Uh, and I think that that's definitely going to continue. But we talked about it. Could you imagine if a guy like uh, an Aiton had the motor of an Akogi? like a a guy with that inherent talent because josh is is making it happen with heart and hustle not not an inherently great offensive guy but uh, you know if if he had that kind of motor it'd be pretty spectacular
2: yeah cp3 had that kind of motor he'd be pretty spectacular too so i mean it just it's irrelevant okay
1: (laughs) You, I love that you just like completely ignore stats, and you're just like, yeah, the guy who who only had seven points and six rebounds was significantly better because stats don't
2: tell the whole story. Espo, I'm not, I, I don't give a fuck about stats. When I watch the game, and I'm I'm looking at how guys are playing out there with my eyes and seeing what kind of impact they're making. Josh Okogi, you could tell he was making an impact on his teammates. Hustle, he was yes. including they were he was energizing these, these guys. Because of his play, Chris Paul was hitting open
1: shots. Cool, good for him. I think the chat makes and Juan in particular makes a good point. We should be looking at all the other guys not named uh, Okoge, Booker, or Chris Paul when we're talking about people who had no impact. Tory Craig, zero points, zero rebounds, zero steals, a whole nothing burger, uh, in in this uh, in the fourth quarter in particular, hardly played overall in the game uh just a bad look for him as well as he had zero points in the entire game only four uh, assists and two rebounds he was a non-factor tonight our friend Josh or, uh, Jock Landell two points Landry Shamut, four points Damian Lee hit one three uh in his 13 minutes like the the bench outside of of a Kogi was hot trash.
2: He likes <laughs> said, Shabit is getting paid 10 million to just do cardio. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. He was absolutely worthless there tonight. <laughs> uh, li- li- listen, nobody had a good game out there outside of, uh, you know, the, the guys that you mentioned. Uh, it, it, what's uh Mikhail Bridges had a few bright spots here and there, but even he faded. Um, it, it's just, it was a rough night overall. Again, if it weren't for Devin Booker tonight, this team would have lost no. by 25
1: easily. Uh, easily. Yeah. Uh look, I am also looking here. Outside of Devin Booker uh and Chris Paul who had 11 threes, the rest of the team went 4 of 30 from deep tonight. Yeah. They need help. I mean, look, I I'm all, I'm happy to to be excited about about getting a win, beating the Pals, Devin Booker's big game. But there's still cracks in this foundation. And the fact that Devin has to drop 50, 58, almost score half this team's points, is glaring that he needs help at this yeah. point. Uh, Mikhail is inconsistent offensively. Chris Paul has been hit or miss all year long. Like, And and I don't think we're going to see back-to-back quality games from him at this, it, at his, this point. His
2: hit... hit. Again, you're giving me fucking, you're laying, you're throwing alley-oops right now to me about Chris Paul. Tonight he played right well, Chris and other Paul nights he hasn't. Chris will have a good game, and then yes. he'll disappear for like four or five, offensively, scoring-wise. We're just talking he's about scoring. scoring. Listen, when I talk about Chris Paul, at this point, it's only about scoring. It's not about everything else. He's a perfectly fine facilitator. He can, can pass with the best of them still in this league. Um, he's okay on defense. He's not egregious. Uh, he's not the guy he once was. He no, just is. If you can't see that, then I don't know what to tell you. He's he's still he's a bit slow. Yeah, he's he's he looks like it's it takes a little bit. He's got that old man game where yeah. it just takes a little bit Agreed. to get into it. You know what I mean?
1: And and so, look, I agree with you that he's been mid in in totality. Yeah. this year maybe even worse than mid in totality this year. I don't disagree on that. The
2: reason why he's like listen on any other team. Uh, let's say if he played for the Lakers, he'd be an okay player. He'd be a, a good player. But that's not what the Suns need at this point. They need somebody to be the the absolute number two. And because Chris Paul's not that guy anymore, and Devin – or and D.A. and Mikhail go through these fucking – ups and downs like we're at damn freaking castles and coasters um we're never gonna we're never gonna realize the potential that we think this team has until every piece is back in the puzzle and then everybody can feel good because they know that they don't have to be the other guy so it's always going to be Devin Booker and everyone else it's Booker and whatever the the Bookerettes or whatever the fuck you want to call them Like, like it's just that is what it is right now like CP3 has gone from the number two to a role player. Okay. And that's that's not what the Suns need. They no. need somebody to step up um and you have to have guys score 60 damn points in order for you to win a game but against a, an elite team in the Pels and the Pels are a good
1: team. We're we're right back to where they were. Yeah. They it's Devin Booker and role players. I mean that's the reality. Now DA right. from time to time can look like that guy offensively. Mikhail from time to time can look like that offensively, but I think we have to accept at this point, at best, they're number threes.
2: Let's go back to that. this comment right here, Emma. Scroll back up. Uh, right there. The Dark Phoenix has been on my ass about CP3, uh, About <laughs> CP3. Listen, I'm not forgetting the greatness of CP3. I'm talking about this season. If you look at this season, even if you want to use stats... Look at his stats across the board, career sure. lows in just about every major shooting category. I Three agree. pointers, field goal percentage, efficiency percentage. Like they're way low. Like, so it's not, I'm not just making this shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I know I that's your guy. That's right. cool. CP3's CP3's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best point guards to ever touch a basketball. I'm not debating that. I'm just talking about this season, he has not been the guy. And he has to be the guy if the Suns are going to try and reach another level because apparently DA and Mikhail don't know what the fuck another level is because one game they see it and then the next game they come to the, they they forget what the hell they just did. It's like they got the men in black treatment when they went home and they're like, oh, I don't, what's basketball? And then Mikhail shoots like two for 45 from three. Oh, like this team is so frustrating because you know the potential is there, um, but it's just not there.
1: Yeah, and again, I don't disagree with you in totality when it comes to CP three. That's not the case. How did you play
2: case. when you were thirty <laughs> <Frill>.
1: seven?
2: I'm <laughs> not in the league, and I never was, so it doesn't fucking <laughs> yeah, matter.
1: I never played well. If that's your,
2: question. I don't get ba- I don't get paid based on my NBA career. I
1: promise you. Well, let's <laughs> let's take a look uh, at some of the super chats here before we get too far along. Uh, Psycho Blue uh, said, "B-ball Cthulhu says." Uh, quake and terror. NBA Twitter. The suns rise right. and thus I have to. The seal cracked and shall crack further. Uh, I think basketball Cthulhu may be overreacting a, a little bit to uh to tonight because I don't think Devin Booker can keep it up where he scores uh 58 a night. Uh, ghost balls, you can suck it. He says as a Chad. Uh, thanks for your 199. I'll spend it on whatever the hell I want. Uh, Colin Dewitt in the chat with back to back super chats 199 says. Talk about a Kogi, which we did check. Yeah. We got there, mm-hmm. and then says uh, Espo with the freezing cold a Kogi take. <laughs> I said he's, his heart and hustle is important to this team. I do not deny that and what he provided on the boards tonight. That's, that's in the not what our was debate years. was. No, I mean, but uh, I do appreciate what a Kogi brings to the table. I also accept he's one of those guys that's going to be our irrational fan favorite. Uh, for for the rest of this season, because of that heart and hustle here in Phoenix, we appreciate guys like that uh, and enjoy guys like that.
2: When you have guys, when you have a team that's going through it like the Suns were for the last several games, um, you have to appreciate the energy and the hustle um, when when times are dark. And Josh Okogie, it didn't matter if the Suns were down by twenty or up by three, he. Continues to bring it on a night-to-night basis, and he's making he's making it known that he should be part of that rotation, especially when they get to the playoffs, um, because he's he's valuable. He's absolutely valuable. Yeah,
1: agreed. Uh, also, Brittany Price in the chat says, uh, "On top of all, book hit twelve thousand career points oh, geez. tonight. I missed that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, another." Milestone for Booker and he's closing in on Walter Davis for uh, the most in franchise history. Davis sitting at 15,666 points. So uh, we're talking another couple of years and Devin Booker will own that record as well. Uh, You want some record breaking speed so you can get that at Octane Raceway. (laughs) Uh, I like, I <laughs> you I, thought it was we're, we're
2: no I no <laughs> no no i didn't know where you're going with that
1: uh raceway is one of our newest partners <laughs> and i gotta tell you uh i've been out there a handful of times we went out there as a staff i've gone out there uh, with some family members that love uh, the the racing. Uh, love the video games at Mavericks. We had a great time when I went out there with my nephews. And we had a great time uh, when we went out there as a, as a staff, too. There's something uh, immensely fun about uh, driving go-karts. It gets those competitive juices flowing. And then the video games as well. Uh, one of my favorite places to be out there. They have 22 bowling lanes, 85 arcade games, a state-of-the-art laser tag arena, billiards, uh, dozens of 4k televisions, uh, and 1500 square feet of meeting spaces, event spaces that we took advantage of a restaurant, a bar, the racetrack at Octane, everything that you could want. It's a lot of fun. And we're excited to welcome them as a, a member of the PHNX family. Uh, you've seen the fun we've had. Now you should go out there and have some fun as well. And then our friends at underdog fantasy, uh, So I have talked about this a lot, but for me, it is the ultimate in fantasy sports because I don't have to spend a full season worrying about a roster. I can draft and I can just play one night, take my winnings and be done with it and go to another draft the next day or three days down the line when my friends want to get uh, into it. And I love that about it. I also love their pick them game. It's easy. You just pick higher or lower on certain stats. If you string five of them together and you win uh, on all five of those, you get 20 times your money uh, with it. I have won a, a sizable amount on that app uh, and had some fun with it. Uh, I know a lot of our other guys have as well. I know the ASU Sun Devil crew Uh, is all about that as well. It's easy to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up today using that promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. So the chat's been getting into uh, some talk about potential guys that could be a running mate for Devin Booker. I've seen DeMar DeRozan mentioned there, Pascal Siakam, uh, Kyle Kuzma.
2: Yeah, Well, we got something for Kyle Kuzma because apparently tonight he put this up uh, and he basically just said, book, book, at Devin Booker, tagged him. Uh, listen, Kuzma's been one of those guys that have been on the radar, uh, been in speculation. At this point, I'll take anybody. Anybody that can drop a bucket,
1: please come help us. Help. Is he a number two? Or is he no. he's a glorified three, but a more consistent he's, one than you're getting I, out of guys?
2: Yeah, I think he's a more consistent three than uh well, certainly than McHale, um, and potentially DA. Uh DA's floor is higher than McHale's offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh you know but it, can he be consistent? That's all we want. We want somebody that can consistently help out um, Devin Booker. So
1: You add Kuz, you bring back Cam Johnson when he's healthy. That's a pretty solid uh, power forward rotation that you're looking at. Uh, You've got guys both on the bench, whether it's Kuz or uh, Cam Johnson on the bench, that can score and and a starter in that position. It goes from what's been a weakness uh, since Jay uh, left the team and uh, Cam Johnson's been injured to a strength. So I like that about it. I, As well,
2: I I will say the Siakam stuff. I I don't think there's any possible way Siakam finds his way to the Valley unless James Jones has just got one hell of a, a way of dealing. But Siakam, yeah, well,
1: I don't think they're going to be able to get in that because other teams are going to have better offers. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're probably have to part with a McHale in that case. I'd imagine
2: you. With, yeah, you have picks, to. Picks, you'd like, have to part with McHale or Cam and picks for Siakam. There's and no I just
1: way. I don't think Cam and and Four first round picks is enough for, uh, for Toronto to actually be willing to entertain that necessarily.
2: Well, and I think money wise that can happen. Either. Yeah, you'd
1: have to. I mean, there's other yeah. things. I mean, that would Jay have Crowder obviously have to well,
2: be part of that. But I mean, if you're the Raptors, like this is the thing you, we all need to think about too. Unless somebody's on an expiring deal, you need to think about it from their end. Would you trade Siakam for Cam Johnson and a couple first round picks? No, I probably would be mad. never.
1: So I, if I were a If I were a Raptors fan and that was my return, I'd be pretty damn
2: pissed. Now, DeMar DeRozan is interesting. Again, cap-wise, I don't think it would happen uh, because it's just such a giant leap. But he is an older player, um, and and the Bulls look like they're on the verge of just blowing the whole thing up. So if he
1: is available, maybe. But you know what? I, I don't think he's different enough from Booker. That's okay. I mean, I do they do they operate in too much of the same space? Does it become problematic? No, I don't know, but I think you're right. That's somebody that you could get for for less of a uh, of a cost than a Siakam, and maybe you have a package that Bulls are interested in with draft well, picks. But we gotta we gotta welcome what somebody into the program? No, we don't. We don't.
2: No, Emma, no. you know what to do. In the darkness, you. Jesus that's beyond Christ. the that's light. There shall only be one. Welcome, you.
1: <laughs> that was how I was trying to cue Emma. Was we need to welcome somebody, and usually that's I mean, how we, she we welcome. Like, huh? She's just looking at us like, huh? Because like huh? I understood Espo's cue, but you were like, we have something. I was like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> Gerald, how are you, Girth? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Oh, it's been an adventure tonight. <laughs> much like much like that game. We went down early, but we came back big. So <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad.
2: Uh Gerald, uh we could talk about the obvious if you'd like. Um from your vantage point, just how good was Devin Booker tonight? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That I was know, one of those did games The running that... the
2: running joke here was how many times has Gerald almost jumped out of his seat tonight? <laughs> and we have an over under of about seven. So,
0: I mean, it was, it was lower. It was zero. Cause I, I just don't do that, but it was, but if there was a game, if there was a game for that kind of behavior, it would have been this one because I don't, it's been a while since we've seen a performance like that. And I know Saul, we've talked about this in the past that sometimes because Booker is so smooth, he doesn't really have those nights that just like, or those yeah. plays that kind of just draw your attention. But tonight was the exception to that. I mean, he was incredible. And he, we, we've talked about the great ones, the superstars that are in that kind of elite tier that's just above book are the ones that put teams on their back that can do it every night. Like that was tonight really. And, and I know that people were down on him and you know, we can talk, I don't want to talk about MVP stuff anymore, but the way that he played tonight proved again that like this team a relies on him for a little bit too much and b when he delivers it really is something spectacular
1: how how was the the energy in the arena when they went down by 24 because it felt I, as just watching it on tv that it, it seemed pretty bleak before booker went on that run uh was that kind of the feeling there
0: yeah i mean it it was very much like bookers going off but here we go again like this team just kind of has our number and to be honest like if the Suns don't get 58 from devin booker like they lose that game probably by double digits which is not comforting really when you look at this matchup as a whole but for tonight it was good to see that yeah booker is capable of carrying that load you can't expect 58, 5, and 5 from him on a night to night basis, but he really did step up and kind of answer the call. Uh, Monty had been saying, you know, he could tell he was frustrated from the consecutive string of poor performances that he had had in a row. He had predicted after the last game that Book was due. Uh, I don't think he thought it would be anything quite like this, but you know, for him to score 25 straight points for the Suns between the third and fourth quarter, like. He did everything for them tonight. And then down the stretch, when he was tired and when he was getting doubled, he still made the right play. He trusted his teammates, got off the ball. Chris Paul hit a couple of big shots. Josh Akogi got a couple of clutch offensive rebounds. So they kind of rewarded his faith and in every way possible. That's what you want from a superstar.
1: Can you settle something for us? (laughs) I knew he was going to go there. He brought it
0: up. (laughs) I'm already worried because Emma texted me. She's like, please hurry. They're fighting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Josh Akogi or Chris Paul, who was the more impactful player tonight?
0: Uh, They were just, they were impactful in such different ways. I don't really like Chris Paul on the offensive end. He hit five threes tonight, which was huge. I know we've talked about him being willing to shoot. I asked Monty about it. If he seems more comfortable in catch and shoot environments. And Monty was like, no, like we keep telling him, shoot the ball on the bench. Um, But Josh Akogi, obviously defensively, getting the brunt of that Zion matchup. He had a couple of clutch offensive rebounds. I think it was Paul overall, but I mean, I, I, it's, you know, two a and two B to me because of the different areas that they contributed in tonight. I just
2: want you to know, Gerald, that you were wrong. Um, okay. and, and the chat <laughs> says you were wrong and Espo is wrong
1: as well.
0: Okay. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> what,
1: what was Monty's overall take on, on Booker tonight? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, he was saying, obviously, like, he's seen this type of thing before, maybe not 25 straight points. He was joking, like, because he was asked if he's ever seen a guy go like that, 25 straight. He said, I probably have. I probably was defending him or coaching against him at some point. But um, he was saying, like, Book's energy as a scorer was infectious because you looked at that team going into halftime. Book had it going. He had 22, but the rest of his teammates were missing a lot of open shots. They weren't shooting the ball well. Um, And he was saying that Book's kind of confidence rubbed off on everybody as the game continued to go along, especially when he went nuclear in that third quarter. Um, And that's the type of thing that you want from a superstar. Like he scored almost half of his team's points, but down the stretch when he was getting doubled, when he was tired, it was some of the other guys that had to step up and make shots, and they finally did.
2: Uh, uh, Gerald, I – You know, again, going back to your original point, if if Devin Booker doesn't have 58 points tonight, what would be your biggest takeaway from this game?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably still that the Suns are hard to fully evaluate because they're not whole yet. I mean, you look at the guys they have on the bench. They have two bona fide starters. They have a guy who started for them last year. And they have their backup point guard who was starting for them for about half the year because Chris Paul was hurt. Like, they're clearly missing pieces, but at the same time, the Pelicans are missing a pretty big piece in Brandon Ingram. I don't like this matchup. I don't think the Suns match up well with this team. I didn't think they matched up well with them last year. We talked about it a lot because of the offensive rebounding. This is a team that gives the Suns fits. Um, but I, I do, and they're just so deep, like the Pelicans are a good team and they have a much deeper bench than the Suns do right now. Um, so uh, for me, it's still the need to get Devin Booker, a certified number two, like guy that can take over when he's being doubled, when he's having an off night. And it's that, you know, James Jones did an excellent job hitting on the margins with some of these guys like Josh Akogi, Damian Lee, Jock Landale. But it's the middle tier guys, the guys that, you know, there's $30 million going to Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, and Landry who for not giving you a ton right now. Not giving like, you any. That, that is killing. That's a killer for this team's title prospects. Uh,
1: give me um,
2: give me a percentage of what you, if you think the Suns will be able to get a, a viable number two option before the trade deadline. Give me a percentage
0: five percent probably yeah that's kind of what I feel <laughs>
1: yeah that's where I'm sitting too uh what uh, who' did you get to talk to in the locker room to, tonight and what did they have to say about the game
0: yeah so we got a hold of Chris in the locker room um you know we asked him about Monty's joke that they keep telling him to shoot on the bench and he was saying it's kind of a, a mindset change as far as being a little bit more aggressive because he's used to having the ball in his hands um, you know he was saying there was that one three on the corner where he kind of hesitated and then shot it anyway and hit it Um, you know, they need to get rid of that hesitation, but he was saying he couldn't tell if he was closing out to block the shot or just closing out to get a hand up. So it still very much is even for a guy who's spent 18 years in the league as a hall of famer, one of the most brilliant basketball minds we've seen. It's still a learning process for him to kind of get acclimated to taking more catch and shoot looks. Um, but he was saying as far as Booker's performance that like, yes, he has seen it before, but he was asked, you know, is Devin Booker, do you see him as kind of one of these greats? Um, and he was saying he's pretty much been there already. So, again, not something he's never seen before, but something he said he's grateful for and doesn't take for granted.
2: For somebody that's been in the league for 18, 18 years? Yeah. 18 mm-hmm. years, uh, Chris Paul, wake the fuck up, shoot the ball when you're open. <laughs> well, that's it. Because there was multiple times tonight where he did. Mm-hmm. He, he did the typical thing where he catches the ball – Waits for the defender to get close enough so he can throw the ball in the corner. But if the guy in the corner right. is Josh Hakogi, shoot <laughs> the ball. <laughs> I, yeah.
1: Have you guys asked, and I, I just, I find this interesting. If Chris Paul is struggling so much with this off the ball play, why does Monty, why hasn't Monty put him back in a position where he's more comfortable? Is this all just a grand experiment to try to make them better no, for the playoffs? He's, he's, he's going to
2: wear down. But, at well, this yeah. point, what, like, he, what he's good at is being a point guard, and he can't do that for for 34 minutes a night anymore. Okay, but I, think, he, it's, go I ahead. think
0: it's very much a balancing act of, of trying to feel that process out because I think for Chris it has been an adjustment, and I think everybody knows that. Um, I think they're trying to leverage because if you look at his career numbers, Chris Paul has always been a great catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. The problem is he's at the stage of his career where we've talked about this. It takes him longer to load up his shot. And with all the athleticism that's on the floor, when a guy closes out, he's trying to make the play to go from a good shot, a contested shot, to a great shot. Uh, he mentioned one where he threw the ball to, I think it was Mikhail Bridges on the weak side and passed up a shot as like, yeah, I probably should have shot that. But I didn't know if he was closing out and I was trying to make the right play. So it, it really is a mindset thing because he's always the guy trying to get others involved. As far as taking him off of that role and putting him back on the ball more, I think it very much is – a, an experiment. They want to empower some of their other guys to create more offense even if it costs them a win here and there and B, saving him for the playoffs because they're hoping that he's still able to be that guy that can get to his spots in the mid-range. We haven't seen it a ton. We saw it last game a little bit more um, but I, I do think it is kind of a rough trial and error process for them right now. Have
1: they disbanded the midy committee? Is that uh, what's happened? <laughs> because we have not seen a lot of mid-range over the last week.
0: Thank God, because I, <laughs> I can't. Look, I know that you have a lot of personnel on this team that is elite in the mid-range. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Mikhail Bridges, DA. Like, your four best players are all fantastic in the mid-range, and you should leverage that when you can. But I know people were bagging on the Suns for taking way too many threes in the first half. I didn't think the quality of those shots was bad. They were just missing a lot of them. Um, and if you want to be a winning team, we know all the numbers tell you you have to attack the basket, get to the free throw line, and be efficient from three-point range. Um, so I, I know in a playoff setting, that mid-range thing will still be a benefit for them, but I would like to see them get in the habit of getting to the paint and kicking out for threes because if you're getting into the paint, that's where your offense is going to thrive.
2: Uh, Gerald, uh, talk me off this ledge if I'm wrong, but
0: it feels like if if Mikhail Bridges
2: does not hit one of his first two or three threes in a game, <laughs> he's toast for the rest of the game. That's what it feels like to me, and, and like, and I said that at the beginning of the game. I'm like, "Oh, we're getting that Mikhail tonight," and then uh, promptly
1: and, hit one <laughs> off the back of the rim.
2: Anyway. Yeah, and then, and that's basically what we got tonight. You know, again, the inconsistency from Mikhail mm-hmm. Bridges is, just continues to really bite this team in the ass. Is, is that your perception of him, in, in terms of the starts of games, or is it something different?
0: No, I, I think it's spot on. I think a couple of years ago, um, someone on Twitter, I can't remember who called it the Mikhail Bridges effect and was saying, you know, if he makes his first three, he's going to go off. If he misses it, you know, the Suns could be in trouble. I think it was Sam Cooper. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of does happen. And I, I think for him sometimes a couple of missed shots, early snowballs. Uh, and it does for Devin Booker, but just not as consistently because Book's able, he's such a good scorer, He can work himself out of it. Mikael is not used to being relied on for being that consistent scorer, And I think it takes some time as that guy to kind of work yourself out of a funk if you miss your, you know, if, especially if your first couple of shots are spot up threes where you're not really on the ball a lot, it can be a little bit harder to work yourself into a rhythm. So, yeah, I, I definitely think so. They could use a more consistent Mikhail Bridges, and, and that's kind of part of the problem of what we're seeing as far as not having a reliable number two guy. Like, especially with DA out, you would hope for elevated performances from Mikhail, and we haven't quite gotten those yet.
1: I feel like this is a case of be careful what you wish for because we all said we want them to experiment. We're okay with them losing <laughs> some uh, really? some early season games. Now we're experiencing it, and everybody freaks out with every little thing. I,
2: I don't. I don't think it's that case. Like I'm fine with them experimenting and stuff like that. But guys like Mikhail can't go
1: two for fucking oh, twenty six
2: right. like they did the other night against the Rockets. You know, like but that's that's not, exper- that's not experimentation. That's just. Awful basketball. But like, s- there's a difference. P- at
1: some point, I think we have to accept that Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton have shown us who they are, and that consistency offensively may not be anything we ever get from them. That being the third option for both of them may be where they top out.
2: True, but I don't think that's in the name of, of experimentation, right? No,
1: but I'm, I'm talking the CP3 stuff, some of the rotational stuff. They have injuries, which, uh, which you'd rather have now, so... All in all, you get this. Oh, they're losing some regular season games. Still in the mix in the West, though. So
2: yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Oh, you know, my thing is too. I, I do want to say this out loud because I see this all the time. Like people, people think that if you um, if you rest guys now, um, and, and I do agree, you gotta throttle some people's minutes back. Uh, but you know, like Devin Booker tonight, for instance, he's on an all-time heater and people were talking about, maybe they should have taken him out. So he didn't play 42 minutes because he might pull his hamstring again. It doesn't really work like that. Okay. (laughs) Like Devin Booker's on an all-time heater. You don't pull him from the game in my estimation. And it doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to roll his ankle the next game or whatever. Like you can try and save these guys for the playoffs. All you want. It's not going to fucking work because they still got to play these games. So that's, I just
0: want to say that out loud. Yeah, and they'll still want to play these games because yeah. that's the problem. Is we talk about Book and McHale a lot as far as Monty needing to dial down their minutes. Good luck, like trying to keep those guys out of the game. Good luck telling Kevin Booker, "Hey, I know you've got you know forty some points through three quarters, but uh, go ahead and sit for four minutes." Like it's just not going to happen. And I understand, like, there needs to be an adult in the room. And this is only his second game after coming back from uh, the hamstring thing. But, you know, Monty joked, like, the only person that could have stopped him from scoring tonight was me if I had put him on the bench. And the Suns needed every bit of it tonight. Um, so, yeah, he, you're, you're not going to get a guy like that off the floor.
2: And he did to start the fourth quarter. He sat him for, like, a minute and what, four seconds a or something? minute like four that? seconds. <laughs> then he brought him
1: right yeah. back. He played him the entire third, sat him a minute and four seconds, and then brought him
2: back Nobody in. ices out his own players like <laughs> Monty Williams. Damn it.
1: Uh, last question for me, uh, Girth. Devin Booker, great son or greatest son?
0: Uh, he's going to be the greatest son. I don't know if he's there if you know if something happened and he never played another Sons game again. I don't know if he'd be there yet, but he's gonna be. Like he he just is. He's already in an elite scoring category. I think somebody tweeted he already has more fifty point games in his career than Carmelo Anthony ever did, and that's that's a top ten scorer in NBA history. Like, he
1: has more fifty-point games than Steve Nash, uh, Walter Davis, and Charles Barkley combined in their career,
0: which is which is absurd. And and I know you need to get the championship. You need to get some type of hardware, preferably MVP. He needs to keep stacking up All Stars and All NBA uh, selections. But like, it's it feels inevitable for him to be there eventually.
1: I think at the very least, you can call him the greatest scorer in Suns history. Already, yes. and I think I think he's the greatest son. But I'll accept your answer for right now, Gerald.
2: It's funny. <laughs> I, I I thought for sure Gerald would say he was the greatest son because Espo and I, for the only time tonight, agree on this point that we both think really? he, he is the greatest <laughs> yes. son. Already,
1: yes. Is the the only Look, thing I mean? On.
0: They're they're all great options, but like for me, like Nash having two MVPs holds a lot of weight. Chuck having an MVP and leading a team to the finals, like I know Book has led one as well. Um, I, I think he's going to be like, give it another season or two. And I don't think there'll be a question about it.
1: All right, Gerald, any final thoughts from out there for us?
0: No, I don't think so. Just uh, let's hope the Suns get him a little bit more help on Monday against the Lakers. So he doesn't have to play what 44 minutes and, Dropped nearly sixty points to get a win.
1: <laughs> it was it was only forty two minutes, Gerald. Don't oh, yeah. forty two. Don't blow it out of proportion. <laughs> Jeez, what is wrong with that? Huh? Uh, Gerald, get some sleep tomorrow because we got back to backs Monday and Tuesday. We need you fresh. We may need you for fifty eight points. So,
0: well, the Suns are probably going to practice, but I will do my best.
1: <laughs> sleep in between the practice, and uh, so get get some rest. Thanks for being out there for us tonight, Gerald.
0: No problem. Have a good one, guys.
1: You know who doesn't rest? The people over at Illegal Pete's. One of our newest partners here. Uh, they have one of the best menus in the Valley. If you like Mexican food, uh, they got bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, and some of the best custom cocktails and beers. The nachos have.
2: off the chain. The queso Are is they? elite. I
1: they, I heard the piping hot queso is amazing. I heard the guac is great, too. I was not here for the taste test. I mean, guac uh, is guac. You know, i i've said this before you can you can guac at its worst can be awful guac at its best is elite where queso you can't really have mess up melted oh, cheese yo, in yes, a big you way fucking can. Not, not like you can with guac have you oh, have you ever had an awful oh,
2: guac have you ever had an awful queso I, I guess if you burn like who it, the yeah, fuck yeah, made this? Yeah, is what my instant yeah, reaction is. But
1: you're never going to have that illegal pizza because they hit no. it out of the park yep, every you. freaking time. There you go. Uh, I'm excited to be out there. And I heard they have some of the strongest margaritas around. So if you oh. want to, uh, the next time there's a son's loss or you have an argument with uh, your good friend, like I did with Saul, and you want to forget it strongest margaritas at Illegal Pete's you can head over there. I had at. one right now. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> excited to welcome Illegal Pete's to the PHNX family. Make sure to check out their location off Mill and Tempe. Plus when you purchase a $100 in gift cards they're going to throw in 25 on the house. So you can give a gift to somebody and treat yourself to a gift as well. And be on the lookout for a new uh, informal happy hour with our PHX Sun Devils crew. Uh they are fun to drink with. I'll just say <laughs> that. Uh, so join them out. Yeah, they're all the having peace. a
2: good time tonight somewhere.
1: Yeah, we weren't invited.
2: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you it's know. It's all good. We're why, not bitter at Why all. would we, though? I mean, We're not going to be petty about it either. Dad, I promise no, you that.
1: Shane won't be working That's uh, 12 cool. straight days. That's so all right. much for that vacation. I don't know what it's, happened uh, there. I don't know. <laughs> it just worked out <laughs> like that. Sorry. Uh, so to recap, Devin Booker was great. Everybody was, else was, eh. Except for Josh Okogie and CP3, they both uh, showed up a little bit. Uh, Anything else we need to
2: say to the people? No, it's good uh, that we could that we won two games in a row. Hey, Hey, win streak! Uh, I wanted to see how this team was going to bounce back, and I know Devin Booker had um, an abnormal game. I mean, fifty-eight points is not the norm. I wish Uh, it was. (laughs) I wish it was too, Uh, but it's it's. I think this; these are the necessary kind of games, you know, the kind of throwaway game that the Clippers gave us, mm-hmm. and then this game, um, that you just need to kind of keep the momentum going, and it, and we just hope that at some point things start to click for the entire team and they get back on track, and that's what you're really holding out hope for. So hopefully we don't get back on the bad track with uh, the Lakers because I really want to beat the Lakers right now because they're playing pretty good, and I fucking hate them. Well,
1: it looks like Anthony hate Davis. Them. Might be out with, it, with another them. injury, which may make Monday Hate a little them. bit easier. But I think what you bring up is is a valid point. Without uh, we haven't seen this team play a complete game yet this season, and they're still right in the mix in the West, uh, and still haven't made the deal that everybody knows that they're going to make. Also,
2: you want to hear some other great news? Yes, yes, I do. The University of Arizona Wildcats just upset. Tennessee, let's go. Bear down, baby. uh, Six
1: versus nine? Yeah.
2: We beat the number 16. Let's go. There we go.
1: All right. Well, that is it for us tonight. Again, your Suns beat the New Orleans Pelicans 118-114 behind 58 points from Devin Booker, a 24-point comeback for the Suns. He's Saul Bookman. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. The mistress behind the Mac is Emma. I don't think she wants her socials out there, so I'm not going to give them to you. And you can follow me at Espo. And remember even though you can't agree on Josh or Kogan CP3 <laughs> you still can be friends Ahoy, hoy
2: hoy are down